From Brooklyn, it's Pat McMenamin to the Golden State. It's Matt Youngner. Say hello, Matty. Hey, Patty. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Uh, 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 did that sound come through? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. That was, uh, this is Cleveland. Uh, I am presuming either a Mike Fratello or Andre Miller era team uh, theme song. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Uh, and, you know, that's what, you actually remember that? I think I remember that one. I don't remember that at all, but I just I, I was listening to some songs today, figuring out what I was going to play at the, at the top, and I heard the Shaker Heights call out. Got real pumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, that's exactly what this is, Maddie. This is Cleveland. The way this city reacted uh, to its first home final win was inspiring. And, and not just the confetti after every game, too early craziness, but rather, if you guys think this is crazy, just fucking <laughs> That was the feedback I got from a lot of Warriors fans out here was like, uh, they know they didn't win last night, right? <laughs> I was like, hey, we're quite aware. Everybody's terrified still. Yeah. Don't worry. We're horribly terrified. Uh, this is something still, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this a little more later, but I, I, watched, I saw the game at a bar last night because my satellite crashed just as the game started. <laughs> uh, you know, normally I watch in the, in the cold depths of my basement uh, just shuddering in terror in the corner. Uh, when that crashed, I just ran upstairs and said, honey, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to leave. I have to go to a bar. And I literally, I, I literally sprinted to the bar and the people there just kept looking at me going like, why, you know, you, you guys are winning. What's the calm down? Aren't you, you should be like, you know, have faith in your team. I'm like, no, you, you guys, you guys aren't from Cleveland. You don't understand. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I know what's coming. And, and it did come. But the Cavs survived a furious, completely terrifying comeback, pulling off yet another completely unexpected victory for a crucial 2-1 to one series lead. But it is not over yet, not by a long shot. Uh, by way of introduction, Maddie and Patty, we are two long-suffering Cleveland sports fans who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs. We are unapologetic homers. We are self-aware homers with brains, so if you would like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things Cavs, you've come to the right place. Um, Maddie, before we get underway, I have a Maddie and Patty Cavs podcast exclusive. Whoa. A world global exclusive. Whoa. What okay. other... What is what else, it? What else can I say? <laughs> a universe exclusive? Yeah, nobody um, else has this, I don't think. I want to know Mont what it is. Montel Williams. What? Uh, of the Montel Williams show fame. He's um, famous. He's on infomercials, Pat. You know what else he is, Matt? What? He's a Cavs fan. Boom. Uh, so, everyone, keep your shit together. Uh, quick setup. Uh, Montel Williams actually follows me on Twitter. Uh, it was my first a famous person I grew up follows me moment. Uh, you won't actually remember me, but I produced him on Stossel before and uh, Freedom Watch with Judge Napolitano. Uh, most of it, I'm sure, is due to where I work, off post. Uh, but he's, you know, just, just, just to say about him in general, he's an incredibly gracious, friendly, and engaging person on Twitter and in person. Uh, anyway, I, I saw a tweet from him last night. I was going after the game. Uh, he tweeted at Tom Haberstro, one of my favorite uh, national sports reporters, saying, Tom Haberstroh just got dunked on by Cavs coach David Blatt. 
It was an odd question. That one's going viral. Haberstroh responds, yo, Montel. Montel responds, yo, Tom, you guys are on a roll. NBA pressers, lol. I almost choked on my glass of water, crying face emoticon. Uh, <laughs> Haberstroh responds, I thought it was a pretty good question, but I got dunked on, brownie face. Montel responds, I'm just not sure I accept this premise. Blatt is the only coach whose press conferences are any fun. Averstro, premise, colon, as long as LeBron's milking the clock and T.T. Moss crashed the boards, they'll live with 20 missed field goal, uh, field goal attempts. Uh, Montel says, I'm not sure I agree he was taking bad shots, but I certainly accept that what you wrote is exactly right. So I texted him, tweeted him, saying, this is killing me. I missed it, Tom. What was the question? Montel responded, saying the coach took issue with Tom's characterization of LeBron's performance. Um, I never really actually saw it. You, you, you saw it, apparently, but uh, – Following my question, he actually uh, direct messaged me uh, to follow up, and we ended up chatting uh, offline, uh, off the record, for a good, I don't know, 30 minutes. It was pretty crazy. He's a super friendly guy. Uh, and I was like, I have to ask you, because this is crazy. Are, uh, Montel Williams, are, are, are you a Cavs fan? And the answer uh, was yes. Uh, so uh, we, got some, we got some powerful people, Maddie, back in the Cavs. Uh, Look at take all the, all the famous people. Take that, <laughs> all the so, famous people. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, eat a Golden dick, State. Larry Ellison. <laughs> Montel's with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, back off, bow down. We got Montel. Uh, Montel, <laughs> we love you. Uh, uh, hope you become a fan of the podcast. I'll tweet this at you, and hopefully uh, uh, you enjoy the uh, the intro. Um, anyway, uh, Matt, let's move on to the kill list. Uh, again, for uh, 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 new listeners, the kill list is not uh, a literal thing. Uh, it is a metaphorical exercise trying to quantify morally how hateable players in the other team are by asking yourself, you know, in a consequence-free environment, in the heat of the playoffs – would you find yourself saying to yourself, I might murder this person if I had the opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um, and, Maddie, I don't know about you, but uh, Draymond Green just skyrocketed to number one for me tonight. Oh, yeah. Last night, I should say. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts? No, you're absolutely right. I, the, the premise of the kill list recognizes that things get much more uh, murdery in the playoffs, right? It's much more tense. You're getting worked up about stuff. Little things become big. There's Did a magnifier. Murdery. Is murdery now an adjective? Yeah, yeah. That's, that works. Yeah, I, I'll go with it. Go ahead. Keep going. I feel murdery. Right? And the, the tenser yeah. and closer the playoff games, the bigger the stage, the more your emotions run, and the more things get under your skin. Uh, yeah. So I, I, was, I wanted to murder a lot of people last night, but definitely oh. I agree with you. The top of that list is, is Mr. Green. He mm-hmm. was... He was making me mad, very mad, big time. And no I small mean, feat to jump over Bogut too, who's who's no, still no, there. exactly. They're uh, both there. They've crossed I mean, the threshold for me, both of them. For me, the illegal screens, the the unnecessarily rough leaning into injury, injury, uh, injury sounds too much like injury, so it's not really helpful as a made up adjective. Uh, injury inducing illegal screens, the screaming f bombs in refs' faces. No I cannot believe he has not been teched. What does he have to do to get a goddamn technical? This is like this is completely unacceptable in any other playoff or not series I've ever seen. You can't yeah. do that to refs, and they just take it. I think we talked about this. 
we talked about this earlier. I'm yeah. I'm generally in favor of less techs in these situations, um, just because it's I don't want the refs exerting that much control, and I don't really care if they're getting cursed at. That's not my problem. Yeah. Um, but it is surprising how far he's gone and not drawn anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know what more besides touching a ref he would have to do to draw one. He's done like the full screaming, definitely dropping F-bombs in their face while like, making arm motions. Yeah. And, and he, he is a, you know, when he screams, he's, I mean, that's a, it's a big scary guy who got the, you know, he's got that, like that, you know, just that angry face. He just screams right in the, I mean, he's not, he, he looks very loud. Can I say it, put it that way? He looks yeah. like you, Matt. He looks like you. You were a lot of, well, Ooh. no, I mean, I, I meant more, uh, God, how do you, how do you describe someone no, looking I like where you're loud? going. He, he looks loud is what I mean. In the way that you actually are incredibly loud. And yeah. if you saw you across the street, you go like, oh, that's a loud motherfucker. Uh, and that, that is Dre Green. Uh, a, just, little un- a little unhinged, too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's, he's really starting to lose control of himself. Yeah, big time, which is helping us in the game. Um, but um, meanwhile, Andrew Bogut, as you mentioned, is hanging around. Uh, I think he's just going oh, to yeah. – he's, 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 he's always out there. He's always a threat. <laughs> for the top of the kill list, but he definitely drops to number two this week. Did uh, you sorry, this, uh, after after game three? Go ahead. So my Andrew Andrew Bogut nugget. I what a, the nerve on this guy! Is I think I know. Un, what you're, I, I know it's what unbelievable. You're I know. It's a quote in a piece. Yeah, I think I yep. think it was the the Sherwood Strauss piece where he talks about how it's a real it's a real East Coast series, a lot of grabbing and uh, bumping going on, and then Strauss. The parenthetical is. Bogut should know he spent six years in the East with the Milwaukee Bucks. Not that <laughs> Bogut should know he's the lead practitioner of this kind of garbage night in and night out. <laughs> His entire game is predicated on dirty, cheating, East Coast grabby style. <laughs> Outrageous. Unfucking believable. Um, actually, I got real cocky. I thought you were going for a different quote. Uh, before game three, uh, he. He actually compared Kevin Love to David Lee, injured Kevin Love, who can't actually play in this series. Like, this is just the ultimate cheap shot. Compare Kevin Love to David Lee en route to insulting them both, I think, if that's possible. Uh, he said, quote, <laughs> he, was, he was talking about, the, the, obviously, the preseason trade uh, that Golden State did not pull the trigger on, which would have sent, you know, various parts of Golden State's current core to Minnesota to get uh, uh, Kevin Love, uh, you know, one of them being Clay Thompson. There were some rumors of Raymond Green being part of that package. Barnes. You know, ob- yeah, Barnes. Obviously, seeing how, he, you know, the uh, night and day leaps that both, you know, uh, uh, Clay Thompson, Raymond Green, and Harrison Barnes, frankly, made this past year, uh, make it obvious that that's too much of a price to pay, even for you know, Kevin Love uh, at the numbers he was at uh, last year, even though, of course, I, I think Kevin Love actually had a fantastic year for the Cavs. It's just, you know, it, the numbers look differently on different teams and fit matters more than individual contributions. Um, anyway, uh, he said, he said, I didn't think it, Kevin Love, would be a huge upgrade. David Lee provides the same output besides the three-point shooting. The same output besides three-point shooting. Uh, I thought we could have just found a stretch forward, a veteran's minimum. Someone like James Jones. <laughs> what oh, an what unbelievable dick. asshole. What a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, just so uh, – Bogut, Bogut, I mean, like, I, I, it's almost, I almost admire it. It's, it's, it's just such a conviction – 
the commitment to being an asshole, to, to being a dick that, uh, you know, it's like, even even David Black will learn a thing or two if he wants to be more of a dick. <laughs> He's got some stuff to learn from Andrew Bogan. Blast never ne, Blast never been this much of a dick. No, uh, any Bogan knows just what he's he knows just what he's doing when he's talking there and on the court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his his nonsense has continued unabated. The refs are on him a little bit. We talked about this last time. Yeah, they mentioned uh, he's not pretty good. He's starting to get some calls um, for for loose ball fouls, mostly holding Tristan down. Mm-hmm. When he's going for rebounds, um, but he he's doing way more dirty. He's still getting away with oh, with God. stuff. It's 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 working out in his favor to keep doing it every play, daring them, daring them to call it every time. Absolutely. Uh, lastly, uh, Jeff Van Gundy. I was at a bar, as I said, so I didn't actually get to hear the game. Does he stay on the list, uh, or was he largely innocuous last night? I don't I don't have anything that jumps to my mind, so I don't think he was he wasn't good, but I didn't want to murder him. Yeah, okay. Uh, does he stay on the murder list or does he fall off? He's on the watch. He's on the, he's on the watch list. We always need to be vigilant in, in looking at what Van Gundy says. Well, he was – pulled he, up at a moment's notice. Yeah, this is true. He, he was on the kill list after game one for us just because uh, we didn't have the heart to talk about the kill list after game one, the crushing loss of both the game and Kyrie Irving. Um, but uh, he has now fallen from kill list to watch list, so that's an improvement. Jeff, uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Uh, let's get to the game, Maddie. Did, did anybody else make it there for you, Patty? For me? Oh, sorry. I moved ahead. Obviously, no. I, I, Any I, Warriors? I, Any other Warriors? Not really. You? It sounds like you may have somebody on your uh, on your mind. Uh, Barbosa's annoying me. Uh, it's mostly because I, I just don't like how he runs around out there, but not murdering. I don't know. You know, funny thing about uh, Barbosa, the way he runs around, it reminds me of the way uh, uh, Delhi looks when he runs. A little league. bit. His jump shot's is, a little belly-esque, too. Yeah. What, what does somebody describe it as? Uh, uh, I think Ned pointed this out to us. I saw it in my Twitter feed, too, but somebody, I think somebody in Fear of the Swords said he looks like, like he's, he's, jump, he, he's jumping out of a birthday cake. That's yeah. what it looks like when he takes a jump shot. The other one I heard today that I thought was good, I, I can't remember <laughs> who did it, so sorry for no attribution, was, it might have been on Grantland, that he looks like he had just got a wet willy and is reacting <laughs> to it by bringing his... Yeah, I just noticed that in the freeze frame. The way he shoots, he's putting, he puts his hand right in front of his face, so he tilts his head to the left, yeah. away from his right hand, so he can see the basket while he shoots. It's, it's insane. It's almost like, who was the guy that put the ball to the right-hand shoulder? Like, he literally shot the ball to the right of his head. I feel like there was some guy who did that. I mean, it's almost like Marion with his crazy ass, like, mm-hmm. flipping in front of his face. But I feel like there was some professional-level basketball player who literally shot decent jumpers or three-point shots from like his right shoulder, like he's like shot putting. Uh, you're right, and I can't I can't remember who it is, but you're right. It's, kill, it's just killing me. If anyone live is listening, uh, text comment, please let us know if you can remember who that basketball player is. This is a reverse of trivia. Uh, we yeah. don't actually know the answer. Uh, we want to crowdsource amongst our three live viewers. Who is this professional basketball player that shot puts decent shots? Uh, anyway. So the, the other um, person that's, that's oh, getting here yes. for me, Pat, is Clay Thompson. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, several several, of, our, several of our uh, listeners have mentioned the face. I don't like the face thing with yeah. him, which is alive and well. Which, uh, is, which is interesting, by the way, Matt, because he kind of looks like a really handsome version of Brendan. Yes. Yeah, I, I, thank, thank you for so, saying that. The, the really handsome part's a little weird, and I'll let it go. <laughs> but he does uh, look like 
he does look like Brendan too. He's got a, a Roman nose, just like Brendan does. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought the same thing as I was watching the game. Brendan, you know, I'm not saying Brendan's not a handsome man. Brendan, I love you. You're a handsome man. You know what? No, I'm sorry. Handsome's the wrong thing. Handsome, handsome is keep, actually Brendan. Keep digging, Pat. I like where this no, is going. Keep digging. Oh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep digging because uh, that's what I'm best at. Uh, Brendan's a handsome man. Uh, Clay Thompson's a pretty boy, right? Wouldn't that be the right okay. distinction? Fine. No. 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 I like it. You disagree? Other, that's. I don't want to go too far into agreeing with your. You, you don't want to agree with me. You don't want. To get, you don't want to get in this hole with me. You don't want no, to get I in do, hole. I do not. But the thing <laughs> I'll add is I have noticed that the like the promo shot they have of Clay Thompson, which is extremely annoying, and he's sticking his uh, tongue out. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's annoying. He also looks. He's got a mark on his forehead that makes him yeah. look like he's a Catholic that's just coming from an Ash Wednesday service. <laughs> Which also makes him more Messini-like to me. Oh my God! Just that, the Italian part. So that is amazing. But that, that is incredible. None of looking like Brendan and uh, a fake Catholic does not make him killable for me. But what is it? A, lo a lot of I, don't, I think he never thinks he fouls anybody, and I don't like that. He's clearly fouling. Oh my God! Like just, just, just obvious. Not a question about it. Fouls. Yeah. I mean, I mean, complains every time. He's never fouled anybody. It's the common Warriors, for them, I agree. The Warriors react as if uh, – and the weird thing is, like, I feel like the real fouls where they clearly foul – or I'm sorry, no, the, the, the fouls that are questionable, I feel like, they react better to. When it's an obvious foul, they just go crazy and sprint to the other end of the court and go nuts. It, yeah. It's bizarre. They're overreactors for sure. Bizarre. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, my, my brother points out, I believe it's Matt Bonner that we're, you were you mentioned earlier that has the crazy off-to-the-side shot. Is it? He's just off-to-the-side? I, I feel like I didn't know that. He has, he, has a very, shot over his head. he has a very weird set shot. Matt Bonner. All right, Johnny Younger coming in the clutch. It's not who I was thinking of. I feel like there's somebody yeah. else I'm thinking of, too. I feel like there's, there's – Let it keep, <laughs> keep, keep marinating on it. Keep marinating. It's, 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 it's never going to come to me, but I'll keep marinating on it. Um. Yeah, I'd say yeah, his complaining is is really annoying. But he's he's at best watch list. You know, I mean, I think he's honestly below Curry for me. Oh um, no, I don't know. I, you're not getting as angry as I am during these games. Um. There were times I think I wanted to murder Sean Livingston for a moment yesterday. Oh, really? Who I love. Well, well, it's it's, it's, it's going to take favorites. a lot. It's going to take a lot of bile and vitriol for me to turn on, on Sean Livingston. I love that. I got mad at Steve Kerr when he was yelling at the refs at the end of the game. I'm, I, this, is, this is too intense for me not to think about murdering people. It's funny. I feel like when you're in a bar, you get distracted by more things because you're talking to people. Oh, that's and, definitely true. That, that, I, that I think I was angry. Uh, also, I was, with, I was with some really charming, lovely Golden State fans who, who uh, I think I freaked them out by, <laughs> by clearly how much more I cared about this game than anyone else in that bar. Uh, <laughs> like, weren't you asked to watch outside through the window at one point pat well and that, that guy wasn't actually a fan he just had he had money on the warriors and he was <laughs> even worse. terrifying and he just he just said he just said hey because his, his buddy who had been on the calves was bragging constantly and grabbing me as a prop literally grabbing me as a prop and i'm small compared to these guys uh and you know and i'm being good sport about it, like showing the jersey i was wearing my my, my Dion waiters jersey uh, and just pointing to it, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, you got you got to go outside. You got to walk outside and watch this." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, sir, I can't do that." 
just very polite. Uh, and no, I mean, they were just fucking around, having a good time. Uh, uh, but they were enjoying the fact that they were gigantic and twice my size and, uh, and having fun with it. You make a good um, point, though. When you're out with people, it's harder I, to work up the, uh, the, the angry frenzy at, at guys on the other team. And I was uh, isolated myself at home. And, and so. Yeah, because you have no one to talk to. And, and I can no, complain to people no, and they'll say, yeah, that was a bullshit call, or, or no, and you, get, and you argue with them, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, There's it's, no it's, release it's valve to emotions. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, fair enough. We can, we can move on. I think we should, uh, only because uh, – now, just f- fair warning, guys. Again, uh, 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 Curse Amnesty, again, is in effect for the uh, remainder of the finals. Again, I forgot to give my, my, my disclaimer at the top of the show. Um, but also this is going to be a long one, I think only cause we started earlier in the night and, um, we have a lot to get to and I don't know, Matt, I, I don't feel like rushing. Do you? No, no, let's, let's roll no with it. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the game. Um, I, I want to talk about the game in, uh, two parts, really. Uh, first, the first three quarters and then the last quarter because <laughs> they're two completely different games. They are pretty two distinct parts. I agree. Um, so let's talk about the first three quarters, the good stuff. Um, I think, I think you have to start uh, with Delhi's defense and Curry's funk, right? Uh, chicken and the egg kind of, kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Curry looked horrible. People, I mean, and, and also his body language was terrible. He was sulking. Just yeah, people compared it to uh, LeBron and the 11 series against the Mavericks, right? Where he mm, just sort of yeah. didn't look like he wanted it. And was shrinking from the moment. But Delhi was playing fantastic defense. They were showing on every pick, giving him time to recover, um, you know, pushing him out, you know, uh, away from shooting range. And shooting range is very deep for Steph Curry. Uh, and I just, I just thought he was – Delhi, of course, was fantastic, uh, as we talked about. I mean, we've gotten to the point where, I mean, obviously, Delhi um, went to the hospital after the game for you know IV treatment for cramps and dehydration, uh, and you know that is going to be a real big key to the series. Delvadova's health is the key to the Cavs NBA Finals chances. I just said that, and that's a true statement. What the fuck is happening in the world? Is he literally the second most important player on the team right now? Yes. And, and for the same reason I said at the beginning of uh, the NBA Finals uh, podcast, our preview podcast I did, uh, where I played uh, Whiplash uh, and said Kyrie was the key to the series, I wasn't talking about Kyrie's offense. I wasn't at all, actually. Even though I was, you know, that was presumed, obviously, sort of assumed you know, part of his offense is a key thing. I said, honestly, we can only – get the benefit of his offense if he can hang on defense. We need him to be able to shut down Steph Curry on defense. And uh, that was what I was thinking. And it's the same thing for Delhi. Delhi's the only guy left on our roster that can actually effectively check Curry. He's the only guy that can do it by being physical. The way, Cur- the way Kyrie was being physical, frankly, they were covering mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, and I don't know what it is about, about Shump. I want to talk about this in a second when we get to the fourth quarter. But Shump has a problem with Curry. He can't guard Curry the way that Delhi can. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Delhi and Curry in the first in the first 